What is up, everyone? My name is Brandon First, aka First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. It is Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. Time to talk Southern California baseball with my co-host as we get ready to dive in. Or actually, no, we don't dive in, Brandon. God, I'm so I'm not classy. We walk into the winters, the winter circle, and uh Welcome in Brianna Winner as she gives us her Angels report um, for the week, uh, the first 10 games of this shortened season for the Angels. How are you doing today, Miss Brianna? I'm good. I'm good. Obviously, I hate that my Angels just lost, but I'm good. Awesome. Well, and you know, obviously, three and seven. It's not great, but what's kind of the, I guess, you know, they used to have behind the music. What's What's behind the behind the record? You know the real story. What's going on with the Angels right now, on um, below the surface of just being a three and seven baseball team? Well, obviously at the beginning we didn't have Rendon, but now he's back. We then lost Trout, but he is going to Angel fans. He's going to be activated again tomorrow, so he'll be back for that six game road trip. Um, obviously he was out because his wife was about to give birth. So the day he went onto the paternity list, his wife gave birth to. A baby boy named Beckham Aaron Trout. Um, he was born on the 30th and he weighs seven pounds, 10 ounces. So obviously congrats to them, but also we get Trout back. So, which we need. Um, and then obviously Otani started today. He did better than the first time. He only made it through five outs, um, but at least he got outs. Uh, but he pitched um, so he left the game after two runs came in. So he had five walks and three strikeouts and yeah. And obviously one of those walks should not have been a walk. And that strike zone was not good. That strike zone was not good all day. It was an outside, uh, it was on the outside corner. I can't remember if I said outside or inside. Um, but it was on one of the corners and it was in within the strike zone and it was not called. And he called it a ball on a three and two count. And obviously the bases were loaded. So that's when the first run came in. And then he walked the next. So obviously it's still going to take some time. He did do better. So that's a good sign for Angels fans. Um, and then obviously they're three and seven. But they have used seven to nine pitchers within the last week in every single game. Obviously their pitching is not the greatest. Um, their bullpen is getting a lot of work in. So... Probably more work than they would have in a 10-game uh, stretch. Um, but obviously, they've got a six-game road trip starting with Seattle Mariners. So they leave for that um, trip tomorrow. And Trout will be joining them. And then they head to Texas to play the Rangers before they come back and play the A's and the Dodgers. And it's going to be a long stretch. So let's hope they get as many wins as they can because they got the Dodgers and the A's and the Giants within a 10-game stretch. So, <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, you just, just try and uh, survive <laughs> at this point, right? And yeah. especially there. And they have had, the, as far as I know, the most extra inning games within the short season as they have now had three after yesterday's walk-off win against the Astros and today's 6-5 to five loss against the Astros as well. Did I say A's or Astros? <laughs> uh, I think you did say A's, but we know. Okay, Astros I meant Astros. It, Obviously, it I was watching that game till the end, but uh, yeah, well, the A's and the Astros, they both have had extra innings against. You guys, 
you can't leave bases loaded and then leave them there. You can't leave them stranded. Get them in. Like, I was watching that game and I got pissed. I'm sorry. And we were in the middle of the last podcast. I was pissed. <laughs> you, you held it together a lot better than report. I would have. Um, and that's and it for my Angels report. <laughs> perfect. And, you know, I, what I've seen from the Angels, just kind of from an outsider's point of view, was kind of the one name that I heard before, you know, coming into the offs or coming into this season was kind of the person who was going to step in for Rendon. And it hasn't really gone that way, but it's actually been, uh, is it David Fletcher? Yes. David, I mean, he's, he's, I, I think I texted you. He's a really good hitter. I feel like he's, he's kind of like if David Eckstein had like, you know, like a, a, a bigger body, a bigger build. I think he's, he's that type of kind of scrappy player. Um, I don't think he's ever going to hit 30 home runs, but he's a guy who's going to, Get on he's, base. he's a contact kind of guy. Um, and we saw in, in the ITB, didn't exactly work out last night. Um, but, well, actually, it might, I think it did, yes. Did he put the bunt down? On, it was – or it might have been opening night. Either way, there was one time where he came up and he put the bunt down. It, it was successful. I don't quite remember uh, which one it was, especially with this whole international tiebreak. It's just – it's hard to get it, – it's hard to get used to um, if you've – you've never really been a part of it because you see a base hit like even today with the Astros the first time they scored to go up five to four it was literally two flyouts. I mean you can't draw it up any better against the Astros and you give a run up it just doesn't doesn't sit terribly well with me and doesn't sit terribly well with a lot of baseball fans but that didn't really matter because the Angels ended up tying it anyway only later but with the Angels and Otani I brought it up in the last podcast that really I mean there's only up to go you know you, you when you don't record a single out in your first start you're going to improve on that no matter what so obviously we joke about it but yeah his goal now is to get through three innings I mean that's that's where he is right now and we can laugh at it and you know Brianna thought, brought something up to me that she had heard that he actually missed the home fans or missed the fans and, and kind of fed off that adrenaline and that's something that's, you know, uh, surprising to me, mainly from a pitcher, because I really do feel like when you are pitching, you do kind of have to have the blinders. You can't be, you know, listening to the crowd or this or that um, situation like that. But it was interesting to me to hear that, hey, maybe that's the reason why. Now, that's kind of concerning because I don't think we're going to be seeing fans anytime soon. And obviously the artificial crowd noise is not doing it for Otani. So Something's got to change, but he's got to find a way uh, to, to, I guess, pump himself up or get himself to a level in the certain conditions that we're in. Uh, moving on to the Padres report. Look, last week we suffered our first loss. It was 2-1, and one, and once again, I will uh, – yes, I say we. Um, I've, I put blood, sweat, and tears into this team, so yes, I'm a part of it, damn it. Anyways, um, so it is now a situation where the Padres have dropped two in a row. And I'm not too concerned with the way they've dropped. I mean, look, losing, it was nine to six today, six to one yesterday, really struggling to hit in meaningful moments at Coors Field this weekend. It was tough. But my biggest concern, we go back to Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And seeing this bullpen effectively implode. Day in and day. I mean, game in and game out. We saw Wednesday night, 
bad bullpen management. I, I still don't understand how it's the eighth inning. You have Craig Stammen in. You're up by three. He gives a one-out walk. You get the bullpen going. Perfect. Who is it? Matt Strom? Why are you bringing in Matt Strom? There's six lefties. You know the minute you bring in Matt Strom, they're going to pinch hit for him. They don't even get to bring in Matt Strom until the damage is done. You need to have Kirby Yates uh, warming in the pen. And believe me, Kirby, I'm getting to you in a minute. But on that situation, they, they put Drew Pomerantz in the night before to close that game. So Kirby Yates was fully healthy or fully, uh, fully rested. He could have gotten five outs. That's a loss that is on Jace Tingler. Obviously, Craig Salmon ends up giving up a three-run home run. And then Matt Strom in the ninth inning gives up, uh, I believe it was Mike Yastrzemski hits the walk-off home run, who I'll tell you, Mike Yastrzemski is turning into one of my favorite players. He is really fun to watch. Anyways, now we move on to Thursday. And once again, the bullpen falls apart Friday again. Thank goodness for Fernando Tatis Jr. and Tommy Pham. Fernando Tatis Jr. is, they need to pay him a billion dollars right now. I don't care. If the Padres let Fernando Tatis go, like they've let every single other superstar go, not named Tony Gwynn, I don't know if I can do you be a Padre fan. I'm serious. This kid is electric. He hit game-tying home run. I believe it was a 2-2 count, two outs. Down by one. Tommy Pham ends up hitting up a three-run home run. And thank goodness he did because Kirby Yates, Friday night, continues to give up crooked numbers. And Jace Tingler, the manager, continues to say he is going to get the ball. We will see how that works out. Obviously, the last two games, they got their butts kicked, so it didn't matter. Bullpen wasn't really to blame. But I'll tell you this right now. It was all fun, and, you know, we, we got to, you know, beat up on the Giants. We got to beat up on the Diamondbacks. And, you know, we got to have a little fun in Colorado, and that's all about to change um, because, obviously, the next team we're going to talk about on the Southern California betting po- or Southern California baseball podcast is the team the Padres will get next is the Los Angeles Dodgers. And obviously they ended last weekend in rather unfortunate or very surprising situation, uh, splitting with the giants. There's two, two, but they responded very, very well to two out of three with, uh, from the diamondbacks took two from the Astros and get ready to head in two San Diego, where, thank goodness, there are no fans. This is the one time I am very grateful as a Padre fan that there are no fans because there's nothing more frustrating. I literally have to watch Dodger Padre games on mute most of the times when they're at Petco because I get frustrated how many Dodger fans invade Petco Park. They're like, they're like the locusts in the plague, the absolute worst of the worst. But anyways, I apologize, not really. So we won't have that happening. And, I've, and I, I've said from the beginning, I do feel the Padres can actually benefit from that. The Dodger games, the Giants games are not going to be 60-40 the other team. So maybe they can thrive off that. I don't know. But guess what? We are going to learn about the Padres very quickly. And we're also going to learn about the Dodgers. Are the Dodgers head and shoulders above the, the rest in the – are they head and shoulders above the rest in the West? Or are they going to fight tooth and nail with the Padres and Rockies? And who knows? Maybe the Giants. I don't think so, but you never know. We're going to see both teams for the Dodgers. Obviously, Clayton Kershaw today finally gets, a, uh, gets out, pitches well, gets the win um, for the Dodgers. They end up winning the series against the Diamondbacks. One of the biggest 
I guess, takeaways I've seen is, is what I've expected is the bullpen is vulnerable. And I think it's always been the, um, I guess, Achilles heel of this team. And Dustin May, he is as good as advertised. I think everyone just kind of looks at his crazy hair and thinks, oh, you know, he's kind of like a clown. But he, he's got 98, 99 with movement. That is scary. I believe he's also coming. I think he's a lefty too. So he's coming from that left-handed frame. They, they have a lot to deal with, um, the Padres do. The Dodgers also, though. The Dodgers have a lot of pressure on them. I expect this to be a sweep for the Dodgers. I know I hate to say it, all the Padre fans out there saying, how can you do it? Well, because I've been a Padre fan for a very long time. I've seen this movie. I'm pretty sure I know how it ends. It's like Rocky, you know? He's going to fight that guy who beat his ass at the beginning of the movie, and he's going to win. That's pretty much how the Padres go. They start pretty war- or start hot and then struggle. But for the Dodgers, Brianna, is there anything else to add um, for really a team that neither of us like but we're professionals and we do our job and we cover this slime anyway. Obviously the Dodgers are now seven and three and with Kershaw back, he had great time. He pitched uh, five and two thirds innings. He had only three hits and only and six strikeouts, meaning, and he didn't give him a run, meaning his ERA is zero zilch nada. So obviously that's somebody to watch as he gets back into this rotation, but obviously they're, the Dodgers are playing the Padres in the next few days, but then they also have the Giants again for a three-game series before getting the Padres again for, uh, I believe, four ser- for four games. So it's going to be an interesting stretch for the Dodgers, and then they have to face the Angels, who obviously I can't call that game, but I really hope the Angels will win that series. Um, but, I mean, obviously the Angels have the hardest schedule in the West. The Dodgers do not. So – I think the Dodgers are going to fare well. Sorry for your Padres. But <laughs> um, obviously in the seven games that they're playing the Padres in the next week and a half, I do think the Dodgers will take the majority of it. And I think they could split again with the Giants if they don't do what they've been doing the last week. Yeah, I think in those seven games for the Padres, they if the Padres can find three wins and go three and four in those seven games, let's get a parade going. No, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, that would be great for them. I don't know if that happens. I think two and five, one and six. I mean, 0 and seven will be disastrous. One and six would not be good. Two and five would not be great. Uh, three and four would be, I, would be probably what we should expect at best. But just kind of looking ahead for our teams, we kind of already talked about the scheduling, um, but a little more in-depth for the Padres at least, obviously – the Dodgers. That's the first and foremost, really right in front of you. Obviously, if the Padres want to be successful this year and do um, do well, they're going to have to finish second in that division. Obviously, if they want to win the division, that's great too. It's probably not going to happen. That's fine. Finishing second is a playoff spot. But at the back end of this, so we talked about Dodgers and then Dodgers, but right in the middle are the Diamondbacks, a team they've already taken three out of four from. That's going to be very interesting because that is a series and that is a team that the Padres are better than. But what happens if the Dodgers sweep the Padres or take two out of three and all of a sudden the Padres are 500 and they're three games out already because the Rockies are on fire again? Who knows going into that uh, that uh, Diamondback series? 
I know everyone's looking at the Dodgers series. I am too. But I really am interested to see how the Padres perform in that small um, – well, not small. It's going to be rather big. But that three-game weekend series against the Diamondbacks because what's going to happen against the Dodgers, you're, you're not really expected to, to take majority of those games. But you are expected to take majority of the games against the Diamondbacks. And you might have to sweep considering um, – or considering what could happen during the week. So that's just my thoughts on what the Dodgers and Padres have going forward. How about for the Angels? Obviously, we talked about their schedule, but really in terms of as a fan, you know, I mean, we kind of look at, you know, you look at the schedule and and you, oh, that might be a tough one. And, oh, that might be a tough one. And then we kind of got to the end where we're like, oh, and then the Dodgers. And and then you look at already where you are. What are your thoughts heading in to uh, pretty much, I guess, week two? Obviously, Trout is back, and I really hope that he can do something in this series against the Mariners because, obviously, he was one for seven going into the three-run shot he had against the A's in the second game of the series, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I, we all want Rendon and Trout to do well and stay healthy. Obviously, you still have Simmons out um, with an ankle injury, but this, this schedule is probably going to hurt them in the long run. I'm sad to say it, but it's going to hurt them in the long run. We just got to hope that we can take the majority of the Mariners and Rangers games. Obviously, we are last in the AL West right now. Um, Yeah, this schedule is scaring me a little bit now, now that they've gone three and seven in their first 10 games. And it's tough, too, because, you know, if the Angels, and I don't need to tell Brianna or the Angels fans, you know, hey, two or three pitches here, there, and maybe they're five and five. Uh, and there's a big difference between five and five and three and seven right now. That's 500 ball or 300 ball. And it is still early. Um, but, you know, I'm going to keep saying I, I'm going to give a little brownie point to that bullpen. I was really impressed with the Angel bullpen this weekend. Don't have a ton of to show for it. Only one win to show for it. But, I mean, that could have gone really bad. It could have really made life very difficult for Joe Madden. They stayed competitive, obviously. I think today it was about situational hitting. Um, and really, I think that could be something. And that's a scary thing because if the bullpen was doing as well as they are, you would think, hey, the Angels should be okay if the pitching has been, I would say, would you agree it's been average? Honestly, if the pitching is there, then that's fine, but they need the hitting. And 100%. But even coming into this season, you know, we, we expected the hitting to be there. Otani, Rendon, Trout. Now, obviously, all three haven't been in the lineup at the same time. But the pitching was the worry for me. And if you would have told me that this three-game stretch, the uh, Astros have to face, what, 18 different pitchers, whatever it is, I would have said, oh, no. Yeah, I would have said, oh, no, that's an ugly one. And it really wasn't. I think, what, a two one-run games are the only thing that the Angels have to look down on. But that is all I have for you. Brianna, do you have anything else to add to SoCal? It's pretty short here as we um, – Main, the main meat of it will be, of course, on the Major League Baseball podcast, which is dropping at the same exact time. Anything else we got today? I've got nothing else. Just got to hope that the Angels do well in this away stretch. Amen. I, I agree. I mean, the Padres, look, Dodger, I, I've, I've, I have very low hopes, very low expectations. That doesn't mean when the Padres get swept, I won't be screaming for Jace Tingler's head, but – we will have an opportunity to see how that goes. And who knows, maybe I've eaten my words and the Padres have 
going on a sixth six and one run or something like that by next week we shall see but thank you all so much for listening to the esbc southern california baseball podcast for brianna winner my name is brandon first aka first report representing the esbc podcast network thank you all so much for listening take care wash your hands and don't hate